Let the Monday morning contingency plan begin. My name is Jay Cleveland Payne, and I am here to present to you things you might have heard for today, Monday, February the 6th, 2023. Now, today is today, but this is our things that we presented to you uh, in pieces in our feeds over the last full weekend from Friday at midnight. It's about 5 a.m. this morning when we pulled and cold the, the hold, if you will. So this is the latest in information, politics, current events, pop culture from the past weekend. Get you started on your coffee chat for the days. And we like to call ourselves, as a little thing says upon you, your new side piece so some of the stories here are going to be well off the beaten path some of them are stories that are really interesting that because there's other things going on they get lost in shuffle and some things like the weather balloon which i tried so so hard to put into the teaser graphic are there we have 10 news headlines for you this morning to get to and in about yeah 14 to 16 minutes it'll take us about that much time to go through the headlines we'll tell you how you can be a part of the show literally how you vote things up and down in this uh, avenue that we do call things you might have heard so you are literally a part of the whole shebang uh we'll get to that in just a bit right now let's get to the first headline as we said they are inspired by you or, or at least vetted by you as more conversational and um then created by me for the 10 not initially the top 10 order but 10 stories that seem like the best narratives Starting with story number one for this morning, magnitude 7.7 earthquake strikes Turkey. We also hear that part of this stroke struck near Assyria, and they also had another aftershock close to 7.4 or something like that. It's like two major earthquakes happening within the span of 12 hours. This happened about four in the morning initially and the middle of the night as things happen and people have been basically digging through rubble all this time. 5,000 people uh, initially injured. We'll see exactly how many it goes initially at 1,000 people. People killed, but like we said, another aftershock, another major aftershock happening right now. This is the breaking news that people are waking up to right now across the networks, and they are covering this. So we'll have more details, more numbers. We'll have some sort of update in the feed for you to check out later. So we may bring this back up again, come up for our Tuesday edition of the show. Let's move to another disaster, unfortunately, and this is a 50-car terrain derailment causing a big fire and evacuation in Ohio. This happened yesterday. A Norfolk Southern train carrying a variety of products railed in East Palestine, Pennsylvania on Friday. And the, the train said 20 of more hundred cars were carrying hazardous materials. At least one was inter intermediately releasing the contents of the car through a pressure release device that was you know designed to do so that it would not blow up. So most of the cars, most of the dangerous materials did not catch fire. Enough fire was made to make this an issue immediately on the tracks and enough fire and dangerous materials made initially a issue for people in the area, uh, basically evacuating folks in Ohio who were basically in the way of the wind cloud that could have been dangerous and you know deadly in cases. Uh, this is something that happened yesterday. The most of the cleanup is basically done at this point, but 68 agencies from three states and a number of counties showed up to deal with this, uh, and which is about 20 miles uh, uh, off the tip of West Virginia's northern panhandle. So pretty big deal happening out in the middle of nowhere in sense, but close enough to people that it was a danger to deal with all day yesterday. Let's move on to our next story. Suspected Chinese spy balloon shot down off South Carolina coast. I tried everything I could to put this in the teaser graphic. In the last minute, I got the picture of Boeing Yang, who was playing the Chinese spy balloon inside his skit on Saturday Night Live on Saturday, but did not have time to change it back to what we have. So Rick Isley is their teaser. 
we'll get to him quite in quite a bit. Uh, but guys, is your teaser and the Chinese spy balloon was shot down. Now, the details of this, the balloon basically floated over the nation for quite a few days, it took a few days to get wind of it pun intended, but essentially it was spotted flying over Alaskan airspace, made its way down towards the continental U.S., and was over Montana, essentially, when we started talking about it and talking about shooting it down. The United States uh, let it fly till it got to the coast of Carolina, South Carolina to be exact. Then they shot it down with an F-22. Uh, the refill of this balloon is seven miles, and the area, area is supposed to be shallow water, so they should be able to recover most of the materials to see what exactly was in the balloon. Now, President Biden, of course, said he was said he wanted to shot down on Wednesday, but his military commander said it might fall on somebody. And with a seven-mile debris field, it could have fell on somebody. And so we're going to see, hopefully soon, what's going on. Now, the rumor has it that, you know, the tensions rose as the Chinese spy balloon flew over the United States. And we, of course, found out that this happened maybe three times in the past during the Trump administration, as Tom Cotton saying, you know, uh, Biden's a failure. This happened three or four times during the Trump administration, but we didn't find out about that until Biden's administration. What really got kind of weird about this is that the there was a scheduled meeting between Tony Blinken and um, uh, Xi Jinping going to China. It was called off because of the tensions of, the, of this balloon. However, Xi Jinping, um, he's actually trying to you know, de-escalate some of the issues between China and the United States. And he's basically pissed off that somebody decided to launch this balloon right when this thing was going on and make it look bad. So he has to put up a good front that he's angry at the United States for shooting down their sovereign uh, property. But he's also kind of mad at somebody set up to set him up for this failure, essentially, off the bat. And the Boeing Yang um, skit was hilarious. Don Lemon went ballistic on staff after seeing a newsletter highlighted Caitlin Collins' blow up. Uh, this is a very complicated story, although it shouldn't be that complicated. Uh, see, uh, Don Lemon, um, we had we talked about this before, essentially Friday in the Friday. Don Lemon had the day off on assignment, if you will, uh, going uh, to the Grammys to hang out with Clive Davis. So he actually was doing vacay stuff and working stuff. However, comma, it also was kind of a cool down period for Don Lemon, who essentially went nuts for a second time over the blow up he had with Caitlin Collins making the CNN internal newsletter. Uh, it's uh, really, really weird because it's a really, really weird situation. It's all sorts of just weird kerfuffles where you get into a grouping that's supposed to work out and, and the geniuses don't quite work it together. And what we're seeing with this, the news program, the new CNN this morning, is that it's okay, but it's not great. If Don Lemon is leading the charge, he's just sort of weirdly being Don Lemon, and his co-hosts are just sort of kind of there beside him. And you can actually see in days when he is not there on set and they're working together on set, uh, especially on Friday when he wasn't on the air at all. Um, you saw one part from Memphis when he was in Memphis and the two were there in the studio, uh, how they differently they work together. And also how he works differently when it's just Don Lemon and one of his lady anchors and not both of them. But Caitlin Collins and um, Poppy Harlow on Friday uh, had a pretty good day today, just the two, the two of them together. Uh, it just was a similarly good day. Maybe it was because of less stress. Maybe it was because of the occasion. Maybe it was all Don Lemon all the time. We shall probably find out as this thing continues on. Most people are feeling more sad for uh, Caitlin Collins, who was you know working in the White House. And now she's hanging out with Don Lemon. That's where a lot of the actual sort of sadness lies.
I'm not one to poke the bear and Beyonce hate, but Joe Budin will. Joe Budin, who is not Joe Rogan and also not Joe Biden, uh, calls Beyonce's Renaissance album trash. Uh, he is noted as hip-hop's most outspoken commentator. He has a podcast probably just as popular as Joe Rogan, but his is um, not on the more, more commercial set going forward. And everybody and their mother knows, if you're not you know, following Rogan, about Joe Budin, especially in the um, the African-American community, because it's more or less, you know, Rogan or Budin. Uh, but he says basically this album is trash. He just just literally trashed it in a long rant uh, going into um, what all this stuff like that. And he just basically accused fans of going to the hiding uh, when this thing happened. It's like people said, oh, this is beautiful. They played it and then they shut up. Now, Beyonce making history last night, being the first or being the, the most winning the most Grammys ever, also not winning album of the year again, which is a thing that happened. But uh, Joe Budin is saying what he wants to say and people are going to listen. People are going to agree and people are not going to agree. What do you think about Joe Budin saying that Renaissance is a trash album? Let me know in the comments wherever you get this video or podcast. Now. Prince Harry was served court papers by Meghan Markle's sister, Samantha. Um, um, not, I don't think it was literal, but essentially he was served papers in a, uh, in a, um, a trial that Samantha Markle is uh, going to trial because she's saying that the Duchess is a liar. She's just a liar. Uh, I, I'm trying to do the lyrics from the uh, Rollins song, um, Liar, but it's not working out so well in this case. But essentially... Samantha Markle says that Prince Harry and Meghan Markle specifically are liars. She's slamming their Netflix show. She's slamming their books, slam what's going on. And uh, she is um, being Samantha wants to take Meghan to court. And Harry's got to testify on Samantha's half because somehow he got served. There you go. Moving on to the next story. It is this one with a headline right here. Police man charged in recent crimes at Dallas Zoo. Now, a 24-year-old man was arrested for uh, taking two monkeys from Dallas Zoo, plus um, opening up cages, cutting things open, letting loose a leopard, things like that. His name, Devo uh, Davion Irwin, arrested after being recognized by an employee at the Dallas World Aquarium. He was charged with six counts of animal cruelty and two counts of burglary. They released a photo. They found the man. They don't know why he did it. He still hadn't really said what the deal was. We don't know the motive behind this. Some believe that the monkeys was attempt to sell them on the black market, even though it's kind of hard to do that with monkeys of that type or animals of that type. But we don't really know what the motive is. Hopefully we'll find some motive for it or find some idea what's going on with that and get the full part of the story. Maybe we shall. Maybe we won't. But we should hopefully at least see less weird things happening and less animals roaming the streets from the Dallas Zoo. This is a story that was mostly interesting to me, but on a money sense, uh, WWE made $1 million on Bray Wyatt versus LA Knight's pitch black match at Royal Rumble. The Royal Rumble this year was something that was kind of a, a mixed bag of eh, and they had a, a gimmick match called the pitch black match, the doctor, sorry, the, the, um, Mountain Dew pitch black match, which was promoting the Mountain Dew drink. And as they were working up this angle to something, um, Bray Wyatt, challenge la Knight to a pitch black match and then no one knew what it was and no one and like most of these things they don't really they don't explain what happens and essentially was a wrestling match under black lights 
where L.A. Knight was wearing uh, fluorescent yellow tights and uh, Bray Wyatt was wearing a fluorescent day glow makeup on himself so you can kind of see where they were in the arena while things were going on. You could see with the cameras where they were, but the black light made them flash and flare. A million dollars was spent by Mountain Dew to promote Mountain Dew Pitch Black and promote this match, if you will. More or less an uneven match for most cases, and then they had some weirdness at the end that really made it kind of strange. The storyline as it continues, well, I guess this storyline is over for these two, but there's a larger storyline with the Bray Wyatt character, if you're a wrestling fan, that was left a bit ambiguous. Bill Maher's Overtime makes cable debut on CNN. I did not watch it, but 11.30 p.m., CNN cut to um, Bill Maher's Overtime, cut out of Laura Coates hosting the CNN Tonight and brought in Bill Maher sitting at his table with his guest. Bill Maher thought it was nuts, thought it was crazy. Are we really on CNN, basically, he said, and he did a shtick. We'll see how it actually plays out as more people actually do commentary. There wasn't a lot of commentary I found in my search here, but we posted this maybe twice in two different stories about him being on and actually actually happening. Are you a Bill Maher fan? Do you like the overtime format? Do you just think he should go shut up and go away? I tend to favor the latter myself, just sort of his opinions are kind of old and crusty, but the man is still making things happen. He's still got a voice and he gets a chance to do it. And now he's doing it, making it a little more cheddar on CNN. And yes, it feels like it's nuts. This is a story that is just so sort of weird but it popped up. We put it in there. I talked about it in some of the TikTok uh, uh, videos and the uh, shorts on YouTube. Nyack Middle School lunch backlash. Vendor apologizes for meals served on first day of Black History Month. I need you to go to the description and check out the actual article. It's not very much. It's, it's a it's a local TV station write up of the deal. But on February 1st, students at Nyack Middle School were served. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Chicken and waffles with watermelon for dessert. Um, and they were outraged and their parents especially outraged that it was, you know, the black students got this or any students got this at all. But they're serving this as a part of Black History Month, or at least the first day of Black History Month. And essentially, no one really got the got the memo in the um, vendor range. And a lot of students at first were confused because. They're getting watermelon in February, which makes no sense whatsoever. And then their parents uh, were not so confused. They're just sort of angry at the image. Chicken and waffles, delicious. Watermelon, delicious. Chicken and watermelon, both delicious. They are also both, as a combination, the most racist meal you can ever uh, serve anyone together. No one actually serves chicken and watermelon unless they really, really want to be some sort of just nonsensical trash this is a story that's just out there it's like i said we're we're your news side piece we're bringing things off the off the beaten path and this is one that would have been missed except for something popped up in a newsreader and when an aggregator that was like wait wait they got served what for black history month and then you go deeper into the story it's a bad choice by the vendor who just basically screwed up and that's essentially i can you know step up for the vendor in that case but this is a screw up that should not have happened. Just someone should have thought this one out before they sent this lunch to the lunch ladies to serve. And once they had it, lunch ladies should have maybe brought something up in the process. Teaser story time. This is an interesting one that popped up um, that we might talk about. If you deem this 
uh, conversational enough to chat about. And you do that by going to our feeds on Facebook and Twitter. On Facebook, you go to uh, slash This Is a Conversation Project. And on Twitter, TH underscore conversation. DMX's 10-year-old daughter producing fentanyl and addiction awareness documentary video. You can see a video of her talking about this documentary that she's working on for fentanyl and addiction awareness. Her father, of course, uh, DMX, the you know famous rapper who had various issues with substances and abuses of substances over his lifetime. Uh, this is his daughter stepping up to the game and trying to save a couple lives. Is this one worth talking about? You let me know. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Follow us on our feeds. Every 50 minutes, we post a news story on those feeds, and you engage in those stories. The more engagement you give them, the higher the score they get, and the better chance we'll talk about them. Now, tomorrow through Friday, we're going to only have eight stories over the course of a day, about 30 to 33 stories within one day's worth of time. Today, we had 10 stories because within three days and a couple hours, you get over 90 stories. We took the top 30 from today and gave you 10. We'll take the top 15 for the rest of the week and give you eight. Do you want your story in this in this, in this this thing? You can make it happen by just following us in the feeds, engaging in the stories, liking, loving, hating, sharing, reading. And we'll see tomorrow what stories posted throughout the next day. This day will come up tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah, that sounded more dramatic in my head so that's where we want that one now let's tease you about helping keeping us on the air and talk money go to robin hoods and see how you can make take care of yourself and make good money for yourself this is a conversation project.com slash robin hood is an affiliate link so we get some little piece back if you go to robin hood and and apply today get on the app uh do what you do for them but robin hood is more than just the app where people sell stonks uh, it's more than just an app where people buy a bunch of crypto and lose all their money. I suggest no crypto. I suggest staying away from the meme stocks. I suggest finding a few stocks that you know you like and you think will stick around for a while and putting some money into it. In fact, you don't have to buy full full prices. I own shares in Berkshire Hathaway, and I didn't pay $10,000 for a full share of Berkshire Hathaway A. I did not. Paid about $200 for a fraction of it, and it's doing me very well right now. I own shares in various stocks, some small, some large, and I keep up with my portfolio fairly well with Robinhood. Also, Robinhood has a couple of other different things to help you make some money because they need you around to make some money. Yeah, the crypto stuff, not doing so well right now. And the market, not great, but making a small comeback. Now's the time to get back into the market and you can do it on your own with Robinhood. I would suggest you do it very cautiously because, you know, you can lose money in these investments. But if you want to see how things work out and get in the game, Robinhood is a great way to go. Go to this is the conversation project.com slash Robinhood. This is the conversation project.com slash Robinhood. And you can run your money your way. Guaranteed. The guarantees are that you can do it your way, not that you're going to make any actual money. Can't guarantee that. I can guarantee if you go to our website, this is conversationproject.com. You'll find lots of stuff about the conversation project. What do you know? What are the odds of that? The conversation project is a um, is a piece of my larger puzzle for more bitter media, but this deals with uh, news and commentary and just reaching out to people to have create great content that is conversational, reaching out to you. That's why we do the feeds and you tell me what to talk about as stories. What stories are the most conversational? This was, it was created, the format essentially was created 
uh, a while back when I was trying to um, sneak in time when I worked in radio to do my own little morning show with news that was topical news, but didn't have the time to really go through and do full show prep like I did when I was producer for a new show when I that was all I did. I had other duties to manage and didn't have the time to really read through the stories. And so I left it up to the people on Twitter and Facebook and they told me what to talk about. Sometimes it was really weird and sometimes it was really dull, but it worked out that way. I perfected it now so I can curate things a little bit better, but uh, you are the boss of me when these things come down. So thank you for being the boss of me. Thank you for being a part of this. Follow us on our feeds and you can help us push more great stories to the top. And of course, if you think you're getting good content from me, check out the partnerships page at the website and see if there's ways we can hook up to work things out a little better. Now for the fun stuff. It is time for uh, the today thing, starting off with birthday today. Kathy Jimmy, 66 years old on the day. Axel Rose, 61 years old today. And the man in our teaser graphic, because we could not find a good picture of a balloon. Act, Rick, Rick Isley. Uh, the never going to give you up Rick Roll guy is 57 years old today. It is uh, amazing watching people that were, you know, staunch people in my, I'll say, late childhood, uh, early at late adolescence, early adulthood, now getting kind of old. Today is frozen yogurt day. Another day we can actually celebrate something that's cool pun intended to actually celebrate frozen yogurt is a simple treat that is um not quite ice cream but it is something tasty and, and good and that banana stuff that you put in and it, it whirls on it it's that's that's not frozen yogurt that doesn't replace froyo that's not what it is it's not soft serve ice cream is not a cone it is frozen yogurt so um go get you a little pint of frozen yogurt today go to the store and pull the lever because that's the best way to get it when it's you know swirly in your thing put on the toppings that you love support your local frozen yogurt thing my wife uh used to work with um a a, a group uh, a family who owned a frozen yogurt store right near our house and now well, our former house and so since it's not close it's a bit of a jaunt but um we're gonna see what happens now that i'm now that i'm just rent vamping tcby who is located here with headquarters here in in little rock recently tore down its last store its original store in little rock and there's a lot of people who are kind of you know teary-eyed over that but they also never went to the store and they're putting up a seven coffee thing which people want more coffee so it is what it is so if you like frozen yogurt go support your frozen favorite frozen yogurt place if you don't we'll tell you what to celebrate in a minute so that's that so now composure because this is serious one more thing you might not have heard going out the door for today are standing desks really doing us any good for losing weight not really a study found standing does in fact burn calories just not that many about 54 calories for a six hour day of standing that's it 54 Despite the modest effects of standing desks found in the research, standing desks have other health benefits. Researchers have found that people with standing desks tend to move more throughout the day, which result in more to burn calories than just standing. And there's also the issue of back problems associated with long periods of sitting. Another health issue standing desks are created to address. Now, this is something that I know from experience uh, working in broadcasting and working in radio specifically, uh, where, you know, you're in the closet by yourself. No one sees you. And a lot of times those radio um, booths are built on a high up scale so that you can, you know, stand up and do them. Because when you speak and when you're projecting, when you're doing stuff, you do better 
you breathe better, you project better when you're standing up. So if you're in a studio, like we have, we had studios for like the talk shows where people sat down mostly and studios for the music jobs where people stood, uh, stood up mostly, people who were, went from the standups to the sit downs tended to just kind of stand up and just kind of talk and do whatever they did whenever no one was around in there and they didn't have to sit down and do an interview. It is one of those things. And that's also why they have those really tall chairs in the, in the studios where people who would kind of walk in and sit down aren't used to standing up. Uh, you can project better. You can uh, speak better standing up. So if you have to practice a speech, if you have to do a speech, if you're doing a Zoom call, then raise your standing desk and stand up and do it. And you be more dynamic, be more expressive. Otherwise, your standing desk isn't doing you very much unless you enjoy standing. And if you enjoy us, as we said, stop by our website, thisisaconversationproject.com and click on the partnerships page and tell me more about how much you love me by partnering up with us. Today has been, as I speak these words, Monday, February the 6th, 2022, 3, 23, not 22. No, we're not going back in time. Thank you so much for being a part of this day today. If you're not down with frozen yogurt, you can celebrate pay a compliment day. I bet you go find some frozen yogurt as opposed to paying a compliment. We shall see. Stay hydrated, stay motivated. That's in there. Stay motivated, stay limber, and stay on task for all the great things you should be motivated to do along your way along your day there you go i love you all we'll see you tomorrow tomorrow eight stories from you or vetted by you by me posted in the feeds that are curated by me because i want the best stories out of 15 we'll see you tomorrow let's do this all over again with feeling next time